All right, hello, my friends, and welcome to the fourth Sunday of Advent. We're sort of like in the final ca- countdown in a few days. Uh, I believe it will be, uh, yes, Christmas Eve. Okay, if you count tomorrow, the 21st, which is Monday, Tuesday, the 22nd, Wednesday will be the 23rd, and um, yes, the 23rd, and then I think we're going to be Thursday, is it Thursday? Yeah, yeah, Thursday will be the uh, Christmas Eve, so yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're pretty much almost, uh, we're pretty much there, so we are now in the... uh, the fourth week of, uh, of of Advent, and we're getting close. So um, subscribe, share to my podcast. It will be a great help, and um, it will let all the podcast platforms know. So we got that out of the way. Let's begin our readings. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Amen. And then we'll go to the um, our uh, Advent prayer. Be comforted, be comforted, my people, your salvation comes quickly. Why with grief are you consumed? For sorrow has stricken you. I will save you, fear not, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Redeemer. Drop dew, you heavens, from above, and let the clouds rain the just one. O God, who gladdens us by the annual expectation of our redemption, grant that we, who now receive with joy your only begotten Son, as our Redeemer, may behold him without fear when he comes as our judge, even the same Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so we're now in the uh, fourth Sunday of Advent, and here is the entrance antiphon. It's from... Um, this combination appears to be Isaiah and um, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, and Luke. Uh, it seems to be a combination. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go through it. Entrance Antiphon. A branch shall sprout from the root of Jesse, and the glory of the Lord will fill the whole earth, and all flesh will see. All flesh shall see the salvation of our God. A branch shall sprout from the root of Jesse, and the glory of the Lord will fill the whole earth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of our God. A branch shall sprout from the root of Jesse, 
and the glory of the Lord will fill the whole earth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And now the prayer, O God, eternal majesty, whose ineffable word the Immaculate Virgin received through the message of an angel and so became the dwelling place of divinity, filled with light of the Holy Spirit, grant we pray that by her example we may in humility hold fast to your will through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in a unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. First reading from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10 to 14. Behold, the virgin shall be with child. A reading from the holy book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the netherworld or high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask. I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. So I'll read it one more time. A reading from the book of the holy prophet Isaiah. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the netherworld or high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask, I will not tempt the Lord. Then Ahaz, then Isaiah said, listen, O is the house of David, is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. All right, the uh, response to all your psalm is from Psalm 24. And the response is, let the Lord enter. He is the king of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is the king of glory. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. The Lord's are the earth and its full fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, whose desire is not what is vain. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God, his Savior. Such is the race that seeks for him, that seeks for the face of the God of Jacob. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. Okay, we'll read it one more time. Let the Lord enter, he is the King of glory. The Lord's are the earth and its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the river. The, let the Lord enter, he is the King of glory. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord or who may stand in, the, in his holy place? He whose hands are sinless, 
whose heart is clean, who does not, who does not, who desires not what is vain. Let that Lord enter. He is the King of glory. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from, from God, his savior, such as the race that seek for him, the, that seek for the face of the God of Jacob. Let the Lord enter. He is the King of glory. And now the gospel Alleluia Antiphon, Alleluia, Alleluia. O key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the, the prisoners of darkness. Alleluia, Alleluia. O key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners of darkness. Alleluia, Alleluia. You will conceive in your womb and bear a son. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and, his kingdom, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with, with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be, filled, will, will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren for nothing will be impossible for God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right, now we're going to read to you from the, the Day Christ Was Born by Jim Bishop. I'm going to go back just a slight bit with a paragraph, not as long a uh, way as other times. Hold on. He wanted to rush inside, that is Joseph. He got to his feet and moved no further. She would call him. He would wait. Joseph paced up and down, not realizing that men had done this thing for centuries before he was born and would continue it for many centuries after he, had, after he is gone. Then he heard his name, Joseph. It was a soft call, but he heard it. At once, he picked up the second jar of water and hurried back inside. Two lamps still shed a soft glow over the staple, even though it seemed years since they had been lighted. The first thing he noticed was his wife. Mary was sitting 
tailor fashioned with her back against a manger wall. Her face was clean. Her hair had been brushed. There were blue hollows under her eyes. Okay, look. Uh, there were blue hollows under her eyes. She smiled at her husband and nodded. Then she stood. She beckoned him to come closer. Joseph, mouth agap, followed her to a little manger. It had been cleaned, but where the animals had nipped the edges of the wood, the, the boards were worn and splintered. In the manger, where the board bolts of white sw uh, swaddling clothes she had brought from her trip to, from Nazareth, they were doubled underneath and over the top of the baby. Mary smiled at her husband as he bent far over to look. There, among the clothes, he saw the tiny red face of an infant. This, Joseph, this, said Joseph to himself, is the one of whom the angel spoke. He dropped to his knees beside the manger. This was the Messiah. Down in the valley, sheep huddled against the chill. The shepherds sat on a little eminence hill, dozing. The herds wandered by day up and down the grasslands of Judea, always edging closer to Jerusalem, the big market for sheep. Those without blemish brought, brought, brought a good price as sacrificial animals for the temple. The others were sold for shearing and for food. The people of the town scorned the shepherds. They were wanderers. They had no roots. They seldom married, and when they did, they stripped the soil from the hillsides, exposing the soft white rock beneath. The men carved apartments in those hills and raised their families remote from the towns. Some were dozing, a few were watching. When the deep night sky was split open, it was brighter than day more like a, st a staring at a moon at a noon sun eyes in the folds of their garments after moments the intense light faded and an angel appeared in bodily form standing in the air over the valley the shepherd herders were terrified and their sheep began to run in tight circles do not fear the angel said slowly and the words seemed to echo off both sides of the valley of Bethlehem. Some of the men took heart and looked up. Some did not. Listen, the angel said. I bring you good news of great joy, which is in the store of the whole, of the whole nation. Good news. This would make any Jew open his eyes and lift them to the skies. They had been afraid of the justice and vengeance of God for centuries. They had worshipped carefully with respect for all the, the rules of the rituals, for fear that God might be displeased and visit unhappiness upon their people. Now good news. They looked up hopefully, and the angel spoke again. The voice seemed to permeate the whole valley. A savior, 
the angel said, who is the Lord Messiah, was born to you today in David's town, and this will serve for you as a token. You will find an infant babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, cradled in a manger. The shepherds repeated the words, a savior, Lord, the Lord Messiah, David's town, an infant, manger, an infant in a manger. There was nothing frightening in that news. The angels, the angel had spoken correctly. It was good news. It was better than good news. It was the long awaited news. It was the thing which had been promised by God a long time ago. It was the advent of him who would save the people of the world. The dark brown eyes of the shepherd studied the angel and saw the great light on, on the sheep and the rocky sides of the hills. They knew they were not sleeping. This thing was happening, happening to lonely and despised men in a valley beneath Bethlehem. They were still dwelling on the wonders of God and his work when the angel was joined by hundreds of others who appeared brightly in the night sky and began to sing a heavenly chorus, glory to, to God in the heavens above and on earth peace to men of good will. Slowly angels flooded across the sky and disappeared. The shepherds approached each other in the darkness and asked, what did you see? Did you hear as I heard? Is it true? that the Son of God has come to save the twelve tribes of Israel. You are sure this is not the work of some evil Egyptian magician or who would steal our flocks? They babbled a while, and one said, Let us go over to Bethlehem and find out the truth about this thing the Lord has made known to us. Always, in times of crisis, the shepherds delegated delegated a few of their number to guard the sheep. This time, in high excitement, they left in a group confident that in this moment of ecstasy, God would not permit their sheep to stray. They moved across the dark grassy valley and up the sides of the hills, climbing and talking and wondering. The old shepherds were certain that this was not a hoax. All Jews, all Jews, were good scriptural students, and because, because there was no common books, they memorized all their teachings about God. Because there was no common books, they memorized all their teachings about God. He had promised a Savior, and the Great One would come of the house, from the house of David. This would be Bethlehem. The aspect which mystified all the shepherds was that the birth of the Messiah was undig was the birth of the Messiah was undignified. One could not imagine the Son of God being born in a stable. It had been said by the by the elders that when the Savior comes to earth, he would be expected on a great white cloud, sitting in august kingliness, listening to the trumpets and the songs of hosts of angels surrounding his throne as he ruled over the heavens and the earth. Tonight the angels seemed to be an afterthought. It was as though the, his birth had been so ins insignificant, so humble, that the angels had to come down to summon a few lonely men to go to the stable and worship him. A stable. God, God 
Could he not at least have been born in the great palace of, of Herod the Great, or perhaps in the Holy of Holies of the great temple of Herod? A manger? The angels said they understood the word. It meant a sort of throw out for which animals ate their grain. It would have the sweet odor of old oats and barley, and the sides would be chewed and chipped. A salt cake would lie in the bottom. The shepherds reached the top of the eminence and walked among the dozing pilgrims of Bethlehem, asking where the Messiah might be found. Some of the men turned away from, from them in silence. A few asked, What Messiah? The shepherds asked if anyone has seen the angels. What angels? Some of the wayfarers were rude. They asked the shepherds if they had become mad uh, through too much wine. Abuse was not unbearable or new to the, to, the, to the shepherd herders. They had known it before. Patiently, they continued their rounds, asking here and there, and finally confiding their question to this. Where can we find a newborn baby in this town? Someone told them to try the inn. The innkeeper exhausted with his late with all his laborious work, remembered the young man and a pregnant and a pregnant young lady going to the cave beneath the inn. The shepherds approached timidly. They moved down the path in their sandals, whispering, as they approached the lighted up uh, cave. They crouched and coughed. Joseph came out. He studied them soundly without, without much fear. And the shepherds told him that they had seen angels in the valley. And one angel has said that the Messiah had been born this night in the town of David. They had, well, if it wasn't too soon, they had come to worship him. Mary heard and told Joseph to permit the men to come in. Joseph had some tools in his hand. His spouse told him that the nights would be too cold to permit the infant to travel until after the circumcision. They would have to continue to live in the stable for eight days. Joseph had gone in town and awakened a, uh, awakened a carpenter and explained the circumstances. Now he had tools with the permission of the owner of the inn. He was using sides of the stalls to build a small, almost private room for his Mary and and the baby. The shepherds came in, the cows down off their heads. Their hair was long and wrangled. Their beards trembled with the mummer of prayer. Their hands were collapsed piously before their chest. In the flickering yellow light of the oil lamp, they saw the child, mother, seated on straw. She was looking over the side of an old manger. The men lifted themselves a little on their toes to peer over the sides. Inside was an abundance of white swaddling clothes, and the aura of light seemed to radiate from it. Without looking up, the mother knew that they were trying to see her precious baby, so she stuck a finger into the white cloth and pulled it away from the infant's face. The men looked with mouths open and fell to their knees. They adored the baby and thanked him for coming to save the nation. They recited some of the formal prayers. Joseph, standing aside, was amazed 
that so many strangers now knew the secret. The shepherds were torn between wonderment and happiness. This little baby was God and the Son of God, but he was also a helpless little, little lovable infant. Their hearts welled with joy and stern deeply. Bronze faces kept melting into big grins, which were quickly erased, and the, sh and the, and the shepherd men recalled that they were in the presence of the King of Kings. You know, that was that was a that was beautiful. I don't think I'm gonna say any more. Um what I'll will do is I'll go right into the novena prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O ever immaculate virgin, mother of mercy, health of the sick, refuge of sinners, comfort of the afflicted. You know my wants, my troubles, and my sufferings. Cast upon me a look of mercy. By appearing in the grotto of Lourdes, you were pleased to make it a privileged sanctuary, where you dispensed your favors and would many sufferers have obtained the cure of, the infirm of their infirmities, both spiritual and corporal. I come, therefore, with the most unbounded confidence to implore your maternal intercessions. Obtain, O loving mother, the granting of my requests. Through the gratitude for favors, I will endeavor to imitate your virtues, that I may one day share your glory. Amen. O most blessed mother, heart of love, heart of mercy, ever listening, caring, consoling, hear our prayers. As your children, we implore your intercession with Jesus, your Son. Receive with understanding and compassion the petitions we place before you today, especially. And here we make our private uh, intentions, requests. We are comforted in knowing your heart is ever open to those who ask for your prayers. We trust to your gentle care and intercession those whom we love and who are sick or lonely or hurting. Help all of us, Holy Mother, to bear our burdens in this life until we may share eternal life and peace with God forever and ever. Amen. Our Lady of Lords, pray for us. Our Lady of Lords, pray for us. Our Lady of Lords, pray for us. Saint Bernadette, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be worthy of the promises of Christ. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. God bless, folks, and uh, I'll be back again with another podcast episode. Amen.